a reckoning. I really can't emphasize how bad a look it is for MLS that the Philadelphia Union were in first place in the East for so long. They made minor adjustments from last year when they barely made the playoffs and lost their best player in the offseason, and they had people believing that they'd somehow become the next version of New York Red Bull and not a kind of low-rent facsimile. It's like nine ands in that sentence. Their season has been framed as a success story, but it also shows how the playoff setup and the fixture congestion that wore everyone down really disrupted the league. A win keeps Atlanta in first place, and as we all know, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> Suck it, nerds. <laughs> guys, DP Brothers Podcast here, presented by the Brotherly Game. It's me, AJ, here with... Uh, it's me, Luke. It's Luke and AJ here on September 2nd, 2019. This is episode number 32 of the Doopy Brothers Podcast. Um, number 32 is being worn by Matthew Real, currently with the Union, of course. So that's what this episode will be named after. Only two other guys have donned the number 32, backwards MJ. Giliano Wijnaldum, brother of Champions League winner. Mm-hmm. And then Chase Harrison, both without club right now. So, brother of Chris Harrison. Just kidding. Maybe. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, episode Matthew Real. It's a good time to be a Union fan. I think this was uh, probably one of my favorite 48 hours of Union fandom. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been a fun week. Last week, we pretty much just hyped up. We reviewed the DC game and then just hyped up the Atlanta game. Yeah. And then it finally came. Me and Luke did not get to go. Yeah, it was just a matter of circumstances. We had no regrets. No regrets. No. Yeah, so we had to uh, stay with the family on the Labor Day weekend and down at Bethany Beach. And Scratch that. We got to stay with the family. Uh-huh. Sure, right. Yeah, good call. Good call. <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> We immediately got crap when we walked into the house. They yeah. were like, they all knew, they all listened, and so yeah, we, we got to stay with the family. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, so great much vacation fun. down Bethany Beach. Though loved every minute. So Saturday night, we we were sitting there planning our watch experience. We figured we were going to go to a bar with Wi-Fi. The house yeah. we stay at doesn't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, that was, that's a big obstacle. Yeah, obstacle. Good call. So we we're thinking different bars to go to, different restaurants. Saturday night at the beach. On Labor Day weekend, yeah, we figured we could shouldn't probably shouldn't hold up a table on a bit one of the busier nights. So we're like, watch a soccer game on a laptop. So we're like, all right, let's go to the pool, the club pool. They've got Wi-Fi there. Um, so we took took Luke's laptop, took our phones, all charged up, all set up, ready to go. Get on the on the Wi-Fi. Luke pulls up ESPN Plus. Game's blacked out. Yeah, I don't. G- it's never happened before. Right? So, <laughs> it's like Virginians, we never have to deal with that for Union games outside of the, the DC game that I had to deal with last week. So it's two for, uh, over two, I guess. But So now we're like, oh, crap. So we all just get on our phones. <laughs> Somehow it's working on our phones. Yeah. So Technology's weird. Now me, Luke, and Dad are watching the same game on three different cell phones. Slightly off with our streams. Yeah. <laughs> so then we ran back to the house, grabbed an iPad, which is just slightly bigger than the phone, and we all huddled around on a little couch. Drinking beer, watching at uh, at the pool. <laughs> All, completely dark. Completely dark. Just like no one else in the pool area. <laughs> Not even lights gone. There's no <laughs> fire or anything to sit around. But, but it was a fun bonding experience. It was kind of like a neat little intimate 
watching party yeah. for the three Very of us. Very focused because there's nothing else around us. So that, that helped at least. And it ended up being one of, I'd say, one of my favorite watching experiences. Yeah. It, it turned just, into something pretty awesome. Yeah. So you can't really beat that. Um, yeah. I mean, except for being there, we still wish we could have been there. But if that what couldn't be the case, then at least we had a fun little special watching uh, experience. Yeah. And from, from what it sounded like, from what everyone said on social media, what all the team was saying, it sounded like an amazing atmosphere. So props to everyone who got there and made that happen. Yeah. Thanks for representing and uh, making Talon town of fortress as they say yeah. so let's get into the game all right before we get into the game okay <laughs> the lineup came out <laughs> it's a four two three one yeah we called uh, it kind of yeah we, we definitely talked about that um the montero was sitting back next to harris mm-hmm. since bedoya was out um that was awesome because it it kind of forced fabian to stay high starting next to him was fafa which which i i was glad to see fafa start yeah yeah, yeah. i think he brings a dimension that we don't really have, I mean, like other players don't bring, I'd say there's two guys built on speed and that's Sergio and Fafa. Mm-hmm. Fafa was effective in the first half. Sergio cleaned up the game in the second half. Yep. I think if it was the other way around it, maybe it would have been the same result, but right, two right. guys who are just running at and behind the defense are going to wear you down. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the wing was uh, Aronson who had a, a great game, followed up a, a strong performance against DC last week. And then, um, and yeah, Got us into the game with with his first goal, and then and also just played a, a pretty well rounded game on the ball, off the ball. Yeah, I thought Aronson was fantastic. I thought he he was just very quick. He was really moving uh, laterally really well, going all all across the field, not just up and back, mm-hmm. finding the ball. He was making Jeff Lorenowitz look like an old guy out there, which and he is. He is. He is. But Aronson made it very obvious. Um, yeah. So. The midfield, all three guys I thought had pretty good games. Fabian was a little quiet at times, but I think he did well, and he had a great chance. They crushed off the crossbar. Yeah. Casper uh, is the lone striker. He worked as a workhorse. I mean, he was a workhorse. He he did a whole lot up there. Very active. I, I, I don't, he's you. You've just got to be so. Oh man. Yeah, happy I was after last week's podcast. Yeah. Um, it was funny uh, when we got to the beach. The second thing my mom said, our mom said <laughs> after giving us crap for trying to ditch them on the weekend was uh, that uh, she said that I have a, a just, just big cross on Cat on Casper, and she's right. And he, he I have every reason week. to be have this crush. Yeah, he this, the, the con- day after we recorded, he got the contract extension, which I which I was uh, calling for, mm-hmm. and and then he follows it up with this great performance. He has a goal and assist, and he he was just. The, a big time striker, and that's uh, and a big time striker shows up in big time games, and that's what he did. Yeah, in this game there were two big time strikers. They both showed up. Joseph had a good game, scored a yep. goal. Was he, he should have had a second? He probably should have had two, maybe three, yeah. maybe four goals in this game. Casper um, had one called off because of offside off a great. That was a great play. Yeah, a little that, combination with him and Marco, and that that would have been a really great Union goal. It kind of like resembled the Joseph goal, and there's that, like mm-hmm. just quick. Combinations that pass the defense and then finish it. Yeah, I loved Harris's header. I don't know why I got so excited that he went up for a header. Oh yeah, that was it looked different. Yeah, <laughs> you don't see that a lot. Yeah, he doesn't go for many headers. I feel like and yeah. and he headed the ball and yeah, Casper flicked it on. Then Fabian used his kind of knee to pass it back to Casper for yeah. the smooth finish. Unfortunately, called offside. Too good to be true. Too and that, after the kind of like after that and after the Marco uh, miss. 
off the crossbar, we kind of felt like oh, this is just going to be one of those games where we show up and we play really well, but we just can't get the goal. And it's going to be one of those, like one of those storylines where the unit just can't get, can't finish him. But and thankfully it was kind of going that way for Atlanta too. It yep. was one of those nights where Atlanta, they had two pretty good looks for Joseph and he missed both of them. And at that point, I remember dad looking at or kind of turning to us and saying, he thought it was going to be our night if Joseph isn't putting away those two chances. Right, right. Um, and Joseph, as far as being a big striker, did create a really good goal. That was... That was... An, yeah, like, I didn't appreciate it until after the game because I was mm-hmm. just pissed after I saw it and I didn't right. really want to, like, appreciate it or watch re- replays of it. But it was an incredible goal. And well, here's a question with Joseph. Why does he get to wear a bike helmet during the game? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you score 50 goals in 50 games, basically... You could do whatever you want. Okay, cool. I'll get on it. <laughs> Referencing his haircut, it, I don't like yeah. it. Uh, it's it's such like a trend right now with like, hey, cheers. flashy. Uh, cheers, cheers. Every time we open a beer, we're gonna cheers. Now it's gonna be our thing. <laughs> it's gonna be our thing <laughs> because we're gonna get new stickers, and you'll see we're cheersing on the oh, stickers. We saw the logo, but oh yeah. <laughs> Back to the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, um, Joseph's goal. Yeah, it was really nice. They really just dribbled through our defensive mid area, and that's an area that we always know with Harris is going to be a little bit of a soft spot. Right. The center backs didn't really do anything to help there other than kind of just get passed around. But Joseph made it happen. It, the give and go was really sweet, beating Blake and then Yeah, the composure to like take that touch past Blake and, and yeah, then it it's wide open goal. But yeah, it's just a, it's a goal that he doesn't usually score. So I feel like that may means like that gives the union defense kind of credit that they took away his like main strength of like attacking. Like he, he, he scored a goal. He doesn't usually score, but he like didn't, we took away his normal attacking chances kind of, mm-hmm. is, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is. I mean, but yeah, he just finds a way. So it's, I mean, it, I don't know. Like there's no really no way to stop him, but yeah, unfortunately we, we still had up. a, we still had a great half. That first half yeah. was a very good half. Now the the possession was really lopsided. It was like I thought 70, like 30. we were, I, but it, it's it so weird watching that, that first half. I I felt like we were dominating, maybe not like having always like the most aggressive of possessions, but we like we're, feel like we're holding our own, and and, and it felt like we had a, the ball a majority of the time. But I mean, I guess we were just uh, I don't know watching in a, from a union lens and, and kind of saw it differently. But but yeah, it definitely felt like it was better than. It didn't feel like we were just under attack. Oh, no. We, yeah, were, we, we, were, we were up for the challenge and, and playing just as well as, as Atlanta in the first half. And sure. they had 70% of the possession, which they did. Like, it didn't feel like we were under siege. Like, we kept our defense right. tight. Our mid was was compact. Our lines were tight, so they could not get behind us. They weren't really creating great chances. One of their chances came off a corner kick. So it's not exactly the flow of play that Atlanta was able to exploit us on, other than, like, one or two times. So... First half, we played great. We had a goal called offside. Casper hit the post. Um, Fabian hit the post off a quick throwing, which I did say. Oh, yeah. Quick throwing called it. will give us a chance to score. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had two posts, a goal called, off, offside, called back offside. Joseph gets one. We go into the half down one nothing, but still feeling pretty good because we're yeah. playing some good soccer. Still, I mean, obviously still very worried, though, that we uh... – didn't get that that first goal, and that now Atlanta could just sit back and, and just kind of bunker in. So then the second half starts, and excuse me, 
I feel still, like it's, it's stayed to be the same like level of quality mm-hmm. on both sides. Uh, still a lot of uh, we talked about know, not too not too bunkering, pretty relatively open. Yeah, watching this game, it definitely felt different. It wasn't. It was definitely a playoff type game. Yeah, two teams, you could two feel top that, teams that intensity. Who wanted to win this, and yeah, we we forced the our first goal. Um, Atlanta was trying to break. We had the press on. Uh, they kind of broke through some of our midfielders, but then Elliot makes incredible tackle, a brilliant tackle, just one that like we're both defenders, and we we both were saying after watching the replay, like I that's wish. a tackle we would love to make. Yeah, just kind of the sliding, kind of back. Back heel off the attacker's foot. And then it goes right to Harris, and Harris plays the ball over. Mm-hmm. Um, Aronson doesn't even take, I mean, he just, he just, just runs onto the ball. Runs onto it, one touch, it. and blasts it right through yeah. his favorite goalkeeper's legs. Two goals against Brad Guzan. Three uh, on the year. Three on the year. That's his three good. goals are two against Guzan, one against Hamid. That's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. It's a pretty good keeper business. Um, and so, so Luke, this is for you. Uh-huh. Um, kind of coming from our friend Matt, Matt Ralph. Is Aronson still a Ben Simmons comparison as far as his shooting, or or can we move on from that okay. comparison? Yeah, I think we can move on. I so so <laughs> at the beginning of the year, was, uh, yeah. I'll preface. Uh, we were when we were tweeting for the early game or one of the earlier games of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I made a. And maybe an ill-advised Ben Simmons comparison to, to Brandon right. Aronson because he he would he just wasn't he really wasn't taking a lot of shots, but he wasn't didn't ha- didn't really look like he could finish any any play. And shots weren't very strong. Either. Yeah, we had it talked about weak. how he thought his leg just wasn't strong enough at the beginning of the year, but the past two games he put in two very strong shots. Oh yeah, so I, it's obviously like it just shows that he's been taking that seriously he knows that that's a weakness of the game and he's been working on it and it it's paying off the kid is he had some rips so yeah good good on him so, so i'll take i'll take i'll take back my it wasn't even because I, I, I don't want to make it an insult because i don't i don't want to diss ben simmons and and hey man he's working on his shots too if you've watched those videos so yeah so i think it just means that these guys can shoot now so, so watch season, out, watch yeah. out Sixers or anyone playing the Sixers. It's gonna happen. Yeah, people are gonna be saying, "Man, that Ben Simmons, he he's like Brendan Aronson. He can shoot. Yeah, he can shoot. Yeah. I bet I bet Kim Kincaid's gonna be like writing up articles about Ben Simmons as the the new Brendan Aronson. Yeah, that's um, gonna get clicks too. Uh, yeah, it will. It will. Um, so someone who listens, tell Kincaid because I doubt he listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we're sitting at one one. And we're lucky it was only 1-1 at this point because oh, yeah. there was a bad ball played over. Elliot's kind of, kind of shielding He it. has a position on the ball. And it's kind of going back into the box, and he's calling for Blake to come out. Blake doesn't come out, and then Elliot takes a touch back to Blake, but Blake wasn't quite reading that play, and all of a sudden Joseph is on the ball, wins the tackle against Blake, and he's... Kind of, he's like eight feet from goal, wide open, just kind of on the side. Kind of stubs his toe and misses the goal. Yeah, really, really, lucky. really, really lucky. Yeah, like incredibly lucky that one of the best strikers this league has ever seen misses that opportunity to put a, put us away. And then he went down, and I thought, yeah, was, you were you were nervous. You're like, oh man, that could be a serious injury. The way he reacted to that, it, yeah, he was acting like he was really actually hurt, and. 
I was thinking, man, this could be like a league-changing injury if he's actually out because going into the playoffs, if Atlanta doesn't have him, um, hey, cheers. Cheers. Um, and that, that would change the one of the top two teams drastically. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is, this is big. But, of course, classic striker gets up two seconds later. And it was just embarrassed because he missed an open goal. Yeah, he he had to blame it on something. Yeah, so he couldn't he pr- blame it on anyone else. Yeah, he was. So. Yeah, oh jeez, freaking uh, strikers! A defender would never do that. Casper would never do that. Yeah, Casper would. He yeah. he's so friendly. Yeah. Um, and that brings so Blake. Blake does still. He still makes me nervous with his feet. Because that wasn't yeah. only that time with his feet. I mean, Grant, that was kind of a weird miscommunication. Oh, but he did like have that one pass into the middle of the field yeah, right just, to an Atlanta player. Yeah, he just didn't blast it. He just kind of played it through our center backs and straight to an Atlanta player. And then yeah. all of a sudden, we're all on our heels running backwards. Thankfully, the team reacted well, but it's still something we're... Kind of shaky on. Yeah. And, and, it's, and part of that was Elliot. It was just a miscommunication, but that, that should never have been yeah. that kind of play. What's good for the union is I think it's going to, I mean, it's to the, to today it has kept them out of Europe, I believe. And I think it's been That's noted fair. that like yeah. European teams want goalkeepers who are clean with their feet. And Blake has not been that kind of player despite being a fantastic shot stopper. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of good for the union that he's kind of shaking with the feet because we've got this amazing goalkeeper who I don't really see making a move to Europe. Right. And he could be, be just, consistently one of the best goalkeepers in the league for us if we're not super expensive or whatever mm-hmm. we could just you know keep them on on our team yeah so good for us yeah um so going down the timeline uh you make a super sub jim Curtin, proving once again he knows his team this was a shocking sub he knows it his was team shocking better than to, anyone else it was shocking just to see sergio santos on the in the 18, 18. it's like wow okay i guess I guess they need to fill a, the 18th spot. Yeah, I mean, was starting, so I guess you can put two strikers on the bench. So Yeah, I guess Craval was hurt, right? Yeah, so. Craval had, a, he had an injury that changed up the, yeah, I guess the 18th. So, so yeah, bring on bring Sergio into the 18th. That's nice. Let him get some bench time. Yeah. And then, sure enough, part of the team. Jim, being the freaking genius he is, puts in Sergio. And it was a great sub because, I mean, Fafo was fast, was wearing down the defense, and there was space to be exploited. There was a, I mean, obviously that was Aaron's goal, just a ball played in behind the defense they could run onto. Mm-hmm. And they're playing three in the back, so that's going to have space on the wide, wide areas. And that's exactly what happened. Sergio ran down the left, Wagner played him the ball, and... Uh, I don't even know how Casper finished that. Yeah. He hits it so hard at no angle and beats... Goes on near post. It was just, I didn't believe it was in when it went in. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, I was yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, maybe it was because we were watching on a little iPad <laughs> in the dark, but it was <laughs> resolution was a little little <laughs> little fuzzy, but <laughs> but it went in and we we're all freaking out. It was so. Oh my gosh, what a goal that was! Really, really pretty. Yeah, such a tough finish too. Left footed. Ooh, he cranked that one. Hit it hard too. He hit it with he, power. He had to. He has the hardest shot I've ever seen. And oh man, I loved it so much. And yeah. and after that, I kind of I, I get the feeling like we have this. Like I feel like once we get the lead in Talon in the second half, I I feel like we I feel pretty confident in in the team in that atmosphere to to really close it on close it close the game out. 
Yeah, we, yeah. And I had said we did not want to have to chase this game. We didn't give up an early goal. And I think that was something on the broadcast they mentioned that Jim said if they're even after 30 minutes, he felt good. Mm-hmm. And they were even after 30. It wasn't until the 45th minute that they scored. It was like 46th minute. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, um, and so we weren't really chasing. We were in the game the entire time. We were down one nothing, but I wouldn't say we were chasing. We were controlling. And, that, and then we go up 2-1, and it's just, you can tell the Union are, this yeah, is our game. you just feel it, yeah. It's, the, the stadium was not going to let the Union not win that game. And, and even though we weren't there, we could hear after Casper's goal, just the eruption from the crowd after that, like just how loud that stadium got and how much that goal meant to, to Union fans and to just the Union team. It, it, it was just it was massive. I can't, I can't think of a, a bigger goal, bigger moment than that. Yeah, well, in the second half, I, I do want to go through this year's big moments. I was thinking about okay. it, and I think we'll talk about some big moments. This year has been very special. This, this team is unlike other Union teams, in my opinion. It's, in everyone's opinion. I think this is so special this season's been. Right. Um, so, yeah, we go up 2-1. Looking good. Let's just let's just win this. Yeah, lock it in. Lock ride it, it in, out. this game, ride it out. But that's not what Casper does. Nope. Well, that's not what Sergio Santos does. That's not what Anthony Fontana does because he gets he got subbed in. He got subbed in. Yeah, he's a little Jack Russell. <laughs> that's that's a fair comparison. Yeah, I know dogs. <laughs> um, so sure enough, another ball down down the right side this time, finding some more space. Casper runs on, crosses it to Sergio, returning the favor, and Sergio just slots it through the defender into the open net and. At that point, you, me, and Dad are just freaking oh, we out. Were, we're like, holy crap, this yeah. is it. it. That's our game. Yeah. We won this. It's unreal. Unreal. Yeah. And that and that goal started from, and this was this was credit to Matt Doyle from MLS, uh, uh, like, review show or whatever they call it. But he was talking about how the wingers um, in this new 4-2-3, or not new, but the 4-2-3-1 that we've been playing, the wingers have been so essential in, in the in the Union attack and, and causing so much tra- trouble for the opposing defense. And this one was it was a little different because it was um, started kind of with Osino drawing defenders, but drawing defenders in like at the half line, not like at the eighteen, like we usually see him and do his magic with. But he was able to draw a couple of defenders at, at like when he got the ball at the half, and and then he was able, they were able to find his his teammates. And I believe it was Aronson, and they cut, cut the line. And then we have numbers, and we we're breaking and. That that just caused the goal. That caused that that uh, whole opportunity. So it was really really cool to see the the effects of uh, this this kind of new formation and the and the way the way we're able to break down a team in, in such uh, I don't know I, I don't know it's, it's such a great way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't think of the the words, but oh, Luke talking is awesome. <laughs> it's so bad, man. Uh, no, how do I have a podcast? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no one listens to it. It's cool. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, we all love what Luke talks. Um, so I want to talk about our midfield as as Luke was talking about how just like good they are. I don't know what you were saying. Maybe you were. They're, yeah, they're, um, they're good, right? Yeah, they're good. I think we have some good <laughs> midfielders. But our our midfield is so technical. Guys like Elsino, Fabian, oh, pardon, Aaronson, <laughs> Randall, Mike, Montero. It's just we've talked about this is the best set of midfielders that we've ever had, and possibly the best in the league right now. But these guys during the Atlanta game, watching Atlanta the the previous game in the U.S. Open Cup, I'd mentioned how they were just attacking the midfield, really kind of to 
kind of like swarming, swarming, suffocating, really just getting the ball off of it. Ended up being, it was Minnesota's uh, midfielders, and they just kept turning it over, turning it over. But the Union midfield was so clean, and they, I kept thinking we were trapped, and then they'd find a way out. Mm-hmm. Even if it was like a, a tough ball, a guy would just have a sweet touch to settle it and then find the next pass. I, and I was really, really taken back by how technically sound the team was. And we know they're they're good, but it was just really evident when they, they really handled any pressure that was thrown their way. And they just knew where to go with the ball, too. Yeah. It wasn't just like get it to, you know, pass it back to like clear it, to right. take but, off some pressure. It was like finding the right guy to like, keep pushing the ball forward and it was just really impressive yeah they're, they're clearly gelling and um finding their stride it's just yeah good players doing good things um defensively the team was pretty solid for most of the yeah. night i mean jack had a great game sans that weird back best thing right yeah and and mark mckenzie also he showed up he he was fast he was he was on on martinez he was able to he had a great performance and, mm-hmm. and he deserved to start yeah, I think Wagner, solid all game. I thought, yeah, he had a great ball. Gaddis was solid. What? What did you just say? Gaddis was solid. Um, wow. Yes, it was a it was a good back line. I'm gonna all. check his Audi score index. Yeah, well, yeah, we need to. That's the only thing that matters right now. So it was a solid defensive performance, and, and we got the the win. It was just so so exciting, a big statement. And Atlanta being the, you know brilliant fans that they are and everyone Atlanta's trying to run with the storyline that Atlanta was tired from the midweek. They didn't, they didn't care about this game, That they didn't even care. And so the argument is, okay, they played at home in the same time zone, had to come up a few hours to play Philly, Minnesota, on the other hand, who had to fly out to Atlanta midweek on a Tuesday and then fly out. So they played Atlanta and then had to go play LAFC in the same week. Like, Holy smokes, what a what a two games you had to face. Right. They went out to LAFC, the best team in the league by far, possibly best in MLS history, and then beat them two nothing. So Atlanta fans who are listening, you're not, but you might. Um there's no excuses for being tired. No. Like get out of here with that. Like, like have some depth to, depth to your team. You've got good players. Right. You had Villaba Villaba, whatever his Vialba. name is. Vialba on uh-huh. on the bench. You had Maram on the bench. These guys they can play like you don't. You don't need to complain about yeah, being like, tired. And you're allowed to lose a game and and see that you just got outplayed. And yeah, we do that so many times. We've <laughs> done that like hundreds and hundreds of times yeah. in the past. Like, and it sucks. And I know, like, we get you know bitter, a little angry, and stuff. But like, you know, Atlanta fans, they they were pretty like I don't know. Not a big fan of Atlanta fans. Not that I know too many, but right. like just like from seeing their social media. Oh yeah, they're and the right up on the dirty South soccer that I read to intro the podcast like yeah. kind of some dumb stuff yeah they're they're ridiculous yeah they're just a little too spoiled but that's yeah you know oh, so, just, i just want to so know. Just 20 wanna... seconds ago i saw you cracking up to yourself yeah. tell me <laughs> audi playoff player, player index let's hear it ray gaddis we thought he had a great game yeah he had a negative 237 <laughs> negative 237 <laughs> what's that bring his average to negative 196 <laughs> how does it happen wow hmm thought he had a pretty solid game yeah. was he the lowest on the night uh-huh Wow, Ray Gaddis. Wow. And I, wow, really? Our expectations are really low of him, I guess. Who, who was the highest on the night? Was it Casper? Uh, it was actually, Casper was second. It was actually Darlington Nagby okay. by about like, by about 20. Okay. Nag- Casper was second. I like Nagby. I got his jersey. Yeah, yeah he's cool. Uh, national team jersey, not Atlanta. 
<laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. Um, okay. So, any other interesting things on the Audi player? Uh, I mean, no, not really. No. Okay. We just like to see the uh, the 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 Gattis watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the extremes on both sides. Yeah. And the Gattis watch is, is, has been pretty fun. Yeah. So, speaking of best and worst. Who was your union best player of the night, and who was your worst? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go Casper again. Casper for the best. Yeah, like yeah, he just like I said, he's a a striker that shows up in the big in the big moments, and and that's what we've been looking for for years. And and I think he's this guy, and I think we need to keep recognizing that and appreciate him for uh, for what he is and what he brings in a game with two stud strikers. He outplayed the other one. Yeah, and not just a, not just with the goals, to like just his overall performance. He mm-hmm. was way more involved than Joseph was this throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of that's just the union really suffocated and didn't allow Joseph much service. First half a little more than, but second half he was invisible. Mm-hmm. And the second half, Casper continued doing Casper things. Yeah, yeah. I'll say my best was I'll give it to the kid Aronson. I, I really enjoyed watching him. I thought he worked real well through the midfield. And I was glad he. He scored a goal right through the legs of Braguzan. I love it. So who was your union worst? I'm going to go with, um, I'm not going to go with Ray. Okay. Uh, because that's just, we'll just let that be. Yeah. But I was going to go with Marco Fabian. Okay. Just because um, he didn't have a terrible game, but mm-hmm. I just, uh, it, well, it was again like this, a huge, huge game, but, it, and he's a, one of our star players and he just didn't, yeah. uh, he just wasn't involved enough as, as much as you'd want right. to see a star number 10 um, mm-hmm. player on, on your team. Definitely. Definitely. Good call. Mine was Blake. Okay. Yeah. I thought he had, I mean, he maybe had a couple saves, I'm sure, but I can't remember, but it was more just his feet. Like I talked about before, mm-hmm. put, us in, put us in a couple of really bad spots where a goalkeeper like him shouldn't be putting us in bad spots. Right. Uh, so you knew best, you knew worst. What a night. What a, what a night. What a win. Um, so after the break, I want to talk about some uh, some interesting takes in social media. Yeah, we're just gonna see, stick with this Atlanta game, just this a little li- more. live in this a little bit more. Yeah, I do want to talk about uh, some of the big moments of the season. So stick around; that's gonna be fun to relive. Uh-huh. And a couple other little random things. We might even dare us to predict a lineup for the Pumas game this upcoming week. We'll talk about the future. So. Can't wait for that. Yeah. All right, guys, come back after this. Hey guys, Stupid Brothers Podcast back, presented by the Brother Game, AJ and Luke here, ready to uh, talk about some other stuff. Yeah. All right. Here's the first thing I want to talk about. And I, I'm enjoying oh boy. it. All right, here we go. So Atlanta, we w- we beat them. I think the best game of the year. Absolutely. Best start- one of the best games of the se- of the history. Of History. The team. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. It's, fair. It's, very, it was more than fair. Huge. Truth. Not, I wouldn't even say, I'd say that's opinion. Uh, I wouldn't say that's opinion. I'd say that's pretty much fact as far as. Yeah. MLS regular season games. There oh, might be sure. some open cup semifinal games that might be something. I don't know, but I don't even know. Like that land game was the biggest game. Oh yeah. And we crushed it. Beginning to beginning to end, absolutely fantastic soccer. One of the first times where we were an, an underdog that rose to the occasion and just dominated. And not just squeaked out a win, we dominated. We did. Yeah. And yet after the game. I still saw some negative takes and I now not, not some, I really, there's just one that I got <laughs> triggered by and there's just one that is driving me up the wall saying that they're not quite sure of this union team. They literally said that there's just 10 minutes of good soccer, but you've got to be kidding me. This team played fantastic all game long 
And I, I was so pumped. Every Union fan should be pumped with how this team is playing. You rise to the occasion like that without your captain. You've got your players playing as good as they can. And we beat arguably the hottest team who just came off of winning their second trophy of the year, beat them 3-1. And, and I, just, I just can't believe people are person is still having some negative takes. And I, right. I'm, and I'm sorry. I don't want to call them out, but you've got to believe in this team. Yeah. Believe this it's team not, is so good. It's They're not even about different. believing. It's like just understanding good. Soccer. What, how, well, yeah, what this team is, is providing. And it's, and, and, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of times fans, um, like view games and view their teams from a certain angle that they want to see this team in. But you have to understand, the, uh, like, uh, like maybe uh, uh, consider the di- other perspectives and see just just how, how how much quality is on this on this field on this team, and it's just yeah, it's just frustrating because like we there's a certain narrative that wants to be said, exa- and, yeah, and it's that's, like that's, yeah, that's not what's true. Like, yeah. like, and it has been true for years, but th- this is obviously different, right? So obviously so different, d- yeah. And it's it's a brand new team. This is not the same team that that struggles down the end that that backs into the playoffs. Right. I get that we that happened one, in the past. One I, of the first we all know teams that. to make the playoffs. Yeah. In the league. In the league, we are. Uh, I don't know. We are not. We are not fading down the stretch. No. We're playing. And we still have a tough just, schedule, and things could ha- like uh, yeah. it could get ro- a little bit rocky. But like, I'm not saying we just won MLS Cup, right? I'm saying we just played the best soccer game of the year and we have of to the union history, and, and 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 acknowledge that at least. And it's not a fluke. It comes after beating another good team convincingly. Yeah, we've had a good run of form, and 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 I still get on Twitter and I see this person saying like. I don't know. I don't think so. And yeah. thankfully, a guy, Rich Laurie, props to him. And I, I didn't want to get into there, the conversation, but yeah. uh, liked him. And he, he said that this person lost all credibil- credibility for yeah. uh, this negative take. And that's the truth. It, it, the union are playing great soccer, and they deserve to be given credit for him. Yeah. For it. Credit to those who have more patience than us on Twitter and, and try to work yeah. through some I just can't get into Twitter arguments, but yeah. I will say stuff anonymously on a podcast uh, <laughs> anonymously i don't know about them enough. okay yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. you know so they know who they're talking about so they can reach out and that'd be fine yeah. um maybe maybe i'd even have them on but i don't know i just don't know if i'm there yet <laughs> <laughs> other than that though i've been uh, real i just have loved being on twitter oh it's yeah. been a fun all the goals just hours. keep popping up and i just keep rewatching yeah. and rewatching like <laughs> yeah. all that's all i did on sunday just kept rewatching the, the goals and it's a just lot of felt goosebumps. so good a lot of goosebumps from all the good stuff. People are so positive. They're just trashing Atlanta, sending them um, yeah. Dirty South Soccer, just sending them messages and tagging them in yeah. you know, some trash talk. It's been really fun. Yeah. A good, positive, because we know we could we could lose to Pumas next week and everyone gets <laughs> negative. Like, oh, we're trash. Yeah. And so <laughs> we've seen the highs. We've seen the lows, and now it's in, that's, time that's to enjoy a, the let's highs. Let's enjoy the highs. Yeah, let's appreciate yeah. the moment we have and... And just living in a little bit. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I was like, I was thinking like, oh, it kind of sucks. We don't have a, a, a league game this upcoming week, but it also means we can like live in this, this, this high of the, the Atlanta win for just a little bit longer than we, than we usually can. Right. Right. And, and we're the playoffs. We're in the playoffs, playoffs right now. It's so, so great. Let's say playoffs start now or yeah, let's say playoffs are starting 
and we're just going to wing this, but what would be your ideal matchup? Who would you like to see in the playoffs? I don't know if it's first so, round, second round, third round. What team? What teams do you want to see in the playoffs? Okay, let's see. Okay, avoid? what teams do I want to see? Um, I definitely want. I want to see Toronto. I feel like we can oh, beat okay. them. I don't think they're. So they're, they're they're a team I don't want to see. Okay, I just feel like they just keep declining, and they and they they have those like uh, scary players and like Pozuelo and Josie and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like they just don't. They can't put it together this year, and and I'm not super scared of them. Um, we beat them at Toronto. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. I'm not afraid of DC, obviously. Yeah, um, I'd love to see DC again. Yeah. I, I just feel like that'd be a nice, relaxing playoff matchup where we'd win um, yeah. four nothing at home. And then, and then next, I would I would put uh, <laughs> Wayne Rooney would get three red cards in the game. He would just <laughs> he would come just back <laughs> on the field and like punch someone else, <laughs> and then be sent off, and then steal the linesman's flag and go whack someone with it and get a third yellow or third red and It'd be like, this is for England. <laughs> just, just never return to America. Ever again. And then right across the Delaware <laughs> back to Europe. Uh, there's some history. There. Um, and then what was I going to say? The next one I would say would be, uh, do you, wait, do you want to, I can just keep listening, but do, do you want to, you, yeah, you, you go. Say okay, another one. okay. The next one would be revs just because mm-hmm. I, I know they, they have improved, but I still, especially at home, no, we, I feel like we could just handle them. And uh, they have like a, a, a decent striker now in that Gustavo Bo. But I just, I just don't think they have enough to to beat us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with all those. I would love to see. Here's the one I that you didn't mention that I would love to see: New York City at home. After last year, I would like to see them like after the way they just dominated us and took us out of the year. I would love to do the same thing to them. I would love to beat them at home at the end of the year and then see them two weeks later and knock them out. That'd be great. That would be, I, I think that would just be a cool little, that's where we were last year and this yeah. is where we are this year on our way to MLS Cup. Um, any any teams that you would want to avoid, whether um, it's home or away? I, I want to avoid Yankee Stadium. Yeah. That's what I want to avoid the most. And, now, then, now and then I also... If, if the Yankees make the playoffs, is it isn't think, there like something I, like yeah, they would I, be playing? I think if they make like the NLCS the or ALCS or whatever, then NYCS to play in Central Park. Yeah, or yeah, they have to or play University in, of Connecticut or something, right? <laughs> they have to play them in the Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. So we have to figure that out. So that's that's fun. But then they, I feel like they move it to at least a, a regulation size field. Yeah. So be, that's that's. I mean, that's literally their, their biggest um, advantage, not having. A re- real field. Yeah, I would actually like to play NYCFC away at wherever they have they to play. They played on at like our, UConn. I yeah. think that's like the the most common uh, like backup for yeah, them. Yeah, like to play them there on a real field and be like, yeah, yeah. see, this is a real soccer field and we're going to beat you on it. Yeah, in front of your somewhat home fans. Right. So yeah, I, I agree. That'd be that'd be a great. But yeah, I'd like to avoid the baseball field as well. Right. Yeah, and I still I still I, I, Outland is still a great team. I'd mm-hmm. like to avoid. But yeah. as, as for as long as possible, I guess. Definitely, definitely. Um, Here's a cool thing that happened. Or I, I want to just give some credit where credit's due to Tim McDermott. Okay, I feel like all year he's been he's been showing just how um, connected he is to the not only the team, the personnel, but the fans and the outside of what's happening at Talon. Mm-hmm. Because on Twitter he was calling out the newspaper, Philly Inquirer, for not giving the union enough credit within their coverage. They were back on page D6 of the newspaper. 
Now we're in Virginia, so we're not we're not like, get, we don't get that newspaper. We don't we don't get the Enquirer. They don't deliver down here. Um, they might actually, but we don't get it. So. Yeah, it's just it's still on its way. Um, <laughs> we got last week's paper. <laughs> <laughs> but he's giving them, or he's just giving them grief, saying like, "Yo, the Union just won the biggest game in our history. We clinched the playoffs, and we're on the sixth page of your newspaper." And it's just cool to have someone in a high up, high level position calling that out. Like it's one thing for you and me to say something on Twitter or on a podcast or something, but to have a leader of a team, a higher up saying it like that, that says something. So it's cool yeah. for him to be, to be saying that stuff. So props to him and credit to him. And, and it got yeah. a lot of, a lot of love between the, from the union faithful on yeah. social media. Obviously. Yeah, he definitely seems like a really great guy to have on our organization. Cause he interacts with the fans and, and he always, like, whenever there's uh, someone trying to call him out and, like, say, like, hey, why is this happening, like, uh, out of frustration, he's like, hey, if you want to meet, let's go, let's yeah. talk and, and talk in person about this this subject. And, like... Yeah, it makes me wish I had something to complain about to I know, him, just so I, I could be like, yeah, okay, I'll be there Tuesday. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> let's get lunch. Meet me at Section 109 at the yeah. next game. <laughs> but, yeah, so I would give Tim yeah. McDermott our great guy, better guy award. Okay. We used to have great guy, better guy. Back when we... Pretended to have a podcast. <laughs> and it was always Jeff Park, I feel like. We always give it to Jeff Park. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Is he the guy. first guy we, like, met as, like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on. Yeah. What, not worth so, it. So, yeah. Props to Tim McDermott uh, uh, calling out the newspaper. Give yep. the union some credit. So, yeah. So, this game was one of the biggest moments of maybe this, this. Oh, yeah, history. Uh, history, sure. But let's let's go. Because this, like you said, this has been such a special year. Yeah, this is so that, that's a that's a Jimmy Curtin for, uh, term special. Special, yeah, so, yeah. He uses it a lot. Special. Gotta give credit to the players, um, first and <laughs> foremost. Uh, but so yeah, we've had so many great moments this year. So we wanted to kind of rank this among those. Yeah. So I, I, I well, want you to me, go first. So a little little preface too. Every soccer, every every season, you're going to get great moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get a, a free kick against Joe Bendick. You know, at least once a year, you're guaranteed that. Um, you're going to get some some great, you know, combination goal or something. Maybe a, a long range blast. Um, but this year, it hasn't been like one or two moments. It's been, and those moments usually come at the end of the year when we're like just hoping to get into the playoffs. Maybe it might even be a negative moment and bully, giving up. You know, that whole thing. That's a moment. This year, we've had a lot of really big, positive moments. I'd say it started out early in the year against Atlanta, that 1-1 mm-hmm. away. The Ar- Aronson's goal. Aronson's goal. That was his first start, first goal, our first points of the year. At first Atlanta. At Atlanta. And that was, that was, I felt like that was a big moment, a big kind of, hey, we're here. Yeah, we're, we're a we're team. Gonna, we're going to be in the season. Yeah. The next big moment that we got, Dallas, the Dallas game, down, well, we were down 1 0, mm-hmm. and then we scored, and then the Bodo- Bodoya scored. In like the 986 minute? Something real late. Real late. And just had one of those celebrations where you're just like, holy crap, that's my captain. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was huge. The next big moment that I can remember was the Minnesota game. Obviously, special for us because we were there. We traveled to Minnesota for this one, but just being. I mean, just watching our defense, like, block everything, block everything, throwing and themselves they, in front of the ball, and then Trusty get up there for that to the for the game winning goal, a defender scoring 
the defense the, to uh, silence that incredible crowd. It, that was, it was pretty great. In a way, in a way, when the first time Minnesota has lost at their new stadium, that was a big moment, mm-hmm. big road win against a very, very good Western Conference yeah. team. And then the Red Bull game right after. I think that was a week after Red Bull came. Right. Yeah. So yeah. We That's were at true. Minnesota. Then we came home and uh, went to the Red Bull game. Down two zero at halftime. El Sino happens. The El Sino magic. Game. We win three two. Oh my goodness! Back to back three two wins. Yeah. Another big moment. More recently, and, and more for outside, like bigger than soccer reasons. Uh huh. The, the Bedoya. Bedoya. Um, Goal and then goal celebration with calling out Congress and for, then con- to end gun violence. And then continuing in that game to win 5-1. So it was just a big moment on and off the field. Yeah, incredible. Like It, it was our only um, national televised game, and we really capitalized on that, uh, that audience, <laughs> I would say. And then the last one was this most recent one, the 3-1 win against one of the hottest teams in the league, yeah. two, two trophies, one on the year already, and just dominating owning this owning this game and yeah. winning 3-1 at home. So it's just been a great year of big moments, fun fun matchups, fun games, fun results. I mean, it's just and we're not even to the the playoffs yet. Like we're not even to the the the, the real thing. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> this it's been an incredibly fun season. Um Oh yeah, this is random. So at halftime of the game, the Atlanta game, Guy comes on. You you were running to get beer, okay. but guy came on and from Parks Casino said you can sign up, whatever, blah blah. Five hundred dollar risk free bet. So me being me, I, I was like, oh shoot, let me try this. And then so I sign up and give them all my info. And I'm about to make this bet, hundred bucks to win five hundred bucks on the Union to win this game. Sitting down, we're down one nothing at the time. But it wasn't very clear if I would have to pay $100 or not. They said risk-free on the telecast, but it, I never had, like, confirmation on the app or on the website. So I ended up not hitting place bet. And, man, I regret it because yeah. ending that game 3-1, I was like, man, how great would that be if I was $500 richer after that? That'd be something. That'd be something. But, uh, yeah, so Parks Casino, I guess, look into that. Yeah. They emailed me today saying I'll get another risk-free bet once I make a oh. first deposit. So I think I do have to deposit some oh, okay. money. Hmm. But a little shout-out to Parks Casino, I guess. I don't free. get how betting works, but it sounds fun. Yeah, me neither, but I wanted free money. <laughs> risk-free money. Um, so do you want to... So there's... Um, a mystery? A mystery, yeah. Like, and, and I don't know how much we can talk about this because it is still very mysterious. Yeah, we don't know anything. But um, there was a very, uh, I guess, obvious uh, absence from this roster this week. Other than us. Other than us. And other than Bedoya. Um, it was Austin Trusty, who's been, uh, throughout the season, has been relatively considered a lock in, in, as a starter. And um, and, he, and he has dipped in form, so they, he, be, he got relegated to the bench. And now he's not even the 18 for the past two weeks. Is that correct? Two weeks? Even off the bat? Not right, even in the yeah, 18? Not in the 18. And, and obviously, like, we have a great center backs, and McKenzie stepped up, played great, and Colin played, played, had a couple of good games beforehand. And it's fair to expect a homegrown, a young guy, to kind of have a little dip. And so right. it's fair to give him a break. But but we don't know be, where he is. Right. Like, he, we, we asked uh, Tanwald on Twitter, and, and he asked um, the union. Um, cheers. Cheers. Uh, where he is. 
And they didn't get an answer, apparently. Yeah, I, yeah it's kind of like a where where is he now? We're not really sure. Yeah. There was someone on Twitter who, like, like just, uh, like, commented from our tweet about it um, that, like, maybe he, like, it's po- like maybe he he's planning to get a uh, get bought by a, a European team and they're just like keeping him off the field to keep him like healthy and stuff or that just like a random like thought like idea that that might be the case. And there was a mention of that during I think it was the uh, town hall that there was or no some somewhere there maybe a press conference or something that a homegrown was close to signing. A European deal or huh. something. I don't remember that. And people said that people assumed it would be Aronson. Maybe, man, oh man. Uh, maybe it was Sean Brace was talking about it. Hey, Tansy. I don't know. I don't know. Someone, hmm. someone up there was talking about it. And they, they assumed it would have been Aronson. Mm-hmm. Um, youngest of the crew and sure. playing the most of the crew. Yeah. And that's a, that's a valuable position that he plays. So. Yeah. And, so maybe that would be explaining where Trusty is. Maybe he ended up being the guy. I mean, he was definitely getting the minutes and playing well for the first half of the season. So sure, sure. And he sense. played a great season last year too. So he right. has a little bit of like continued success. And he he doesn't. He's not showing like signs of being injury prone or anything. Where right. like that might hurt Mark McKenzie on the market. Where mm-hmm. he might be a little more of a risk for a team to come and get. Whereas Trusty, I mean, played every minute last year and. Started the first however many games this year. He's played, he started like 20 games this year. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's where he is, but... Um, yeah, we really don't know. And it's kind of... Um, I mean, I bought a trusty jersey this year, so it would make sense that he disappears and leaves the team just based on that. Uh, <laughs> but I was really hoping that I would get to enjoy wearing my trusty jersey and just him actually being on the team. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's something just to, like, I don't know, keep an eye out. Um Hopefully there's um it's more for good reasons than for bad, but hopefully we just get clarification of what what uh what's happening with the yeah. Grims. Yeah. Austin trusting. So do you want to actually let's move on to we don't have a real game to preview next yeah. week. It's just the Pumas uh friendly. So but let's uh let's talk about that lineup. So we've got eight <laughs> guys. Let's dig into this. Eight guys aren't going to be with us because they got called into various national yeah, teams. Yeah, perhaps to... Uh, so yeah, let's go through them. Matt Freeze, Mark McKenzie, Brendan Aronson. Austin Trusty. All called into the U23s. So Trusty's there. He so is. He's, ex- he's, 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 he's alive. Yeah, he's okay. alive. We know he's alive. Okay, that's okay, good. Okay, that's good. All um, right. And then also in the U23 Cameroon team, uh, it was in Bezo. In Bezo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Craval got caught up to Guyana. Mm-hmm. And then Fabian got caught up to uh, Mexico. Mexico. We may remember them all. That's, That's seven. Oh, wait. Oh, I thought that was... Dang it. The four homegrowns and Bezo. And Bezo, Craval, Fabian. Darn it. Oh, man. We ha- I thought we had it. We, we... Oh, Blake. Blake, would, would Blake went to Jamaica. That makes sense. Burke was also called up, but he's listed as unattached right now. With right. The right. So all those guys are gone. So who's going to play against Pumas? <laughs> Galena. Glina. Oh, I hope yeah. he gets oh, some yeah. minutes. And he had a good goal in um in the uh, Steel. Yeah, against, Steel. Against Steel the, gets the win 2-0 the other night. Mm-hmm. Yes, Show Park. Yeah. Um so hopefully Glina gets a start. Uh I'd like to see Fafa get some minutes, Fontana getting some minutes. Maybe Vooten. Vooten would be some good. He hasn't played. Uh, yeah, he'd get some good minutes. Probably up top with Galena, maybe. Yeah, maybe like get like like Jack DeVries, Cole Turner, some of those yeah. good in there. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what is it? Fontana. Yeah, who plays in the back, though? Oh, uh, um, Fainio? Oh, um, uh, Ofemio. Ofemio. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see him getting some minutes. Yeah, Real cool. should get some minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it would be a good time for him, Beza, to get some minutes. Right. Oh, uh, dude, Nathan Harriel. 
I, I've seen him play a lo- couple times. What for position? S- he's he has played right back for okay. uh, for Steel, and he seemed really really good. Cool. I think I called. Up, he actually he, he got called up for. I guess it was the U seventeen. So I don't know if that actually might if that's happening uh, during the break soon. So yeah, he, he might not be able to be okay. in that. But he if he's available, he, I'd like to see him play. He's he seems like he could be really good. Uh, I'd like to see Ray Gaddis get some touches, get some uh, <laughs> practice out there. Um, gosh, like who do you play at the six? Who do you play defensive mid? You, I, you can't run out Harris. I think Cole Turner was like he's a kind of a defensive midfielder. Okay, the homegrown. Okay. I, I think it should be a lot of steel guys. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, who who's in goal? I mean, no, not Freeze, not Blake. Uh, maybe um, uh, Todd Martin, Morton. Okay. The, uh, oh, okay. Steel guy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, I saw the other guy. Uh, name starts with an S. Sergio. Uh, Ramos. Ramos. Yeah. Uh-huh. He he put up a shutout for Georgetown the oh nice. yesterday I think I don't know. Oh, that's cool. Matt Matt posted about it. Nice. Yeah. Had a bunch of saves or something. Beat Temple. So did we? We I feel like we named over eleven guys. Yeah, but uh, you can start as many as you want. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pumas doesn't matter. Doesn't care. They're pretty pretty relaxed about this. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean that should be a fun event though. Yeah, yeah they probably probably get a decent crowd. You know? It's like they you can bring your dogs to the game too. Oh yeah, so that's fun. Um, yeah, neither of us have dogs. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm going to be at JMU this weekend. Yeah. You're not going. You're going to be uh, in Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg, just hanging out. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm saving up. I'm going to the LAFC game. So. Okay, so you're yeah. going to that one. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm. My next one might be the NYCFC game, but it's a Sunday, so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, wow. Okay. What a what a podcast. What a podcast. Yeah, we just, Let's I go like, Union. I like first place. Like, just wow. Like Sixty minutes of rambling about how excited we are. About yeah, this we're weekend. we're a happy couple of podcasters. <laughs> we're a happy couple. <laughs> I know you're in love with Aronson and Shabilko. The list is gonna keep growing too. I, I could imagine. Um. But yeah, me and Luke have a fans football draft we gotta get to. Um, thanks for listening. Listen again if you if you enjoyed it once, you're gonna enjoy it the second time. We just get better every time you listen to us. Yeah, tell your friends about us. Give us some ratings. Um, if anyone gives us ratings, uh, I I saw we had a bunch of ratings, but I couldn't figure out how to look at them. So uh, I mean, if, so, they, if if they write reviews, we'll read them. And I have fun. With I that. think we have a bunch of reviews. I just couldn't oh, really? figure out how to read them. I don't, they don't always have to leave it. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure. So I don't believe you. Let's not let's not have this conversation on I can, there. We, we can cut it. We can cut it before this happens. Thanks so. for leaving reviews. All of you have left left reviews. I think we have a. I think we have a lot. I'm, I'm serious. So I, I don't believe it at all. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll show you what I think I know. Um, all right. We so. got to We got to We got to cut 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 this off so we can figure this out. Yeah. Uh, so. Go Eagles. Good luck in the first game this week, yeah, I guess. We'll, I we'll, we'll talk about we... it all next week. We'll, we'll recap that. Yeah, shall we? All right. Now that's lame. Yeah, go Julie Ertz. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's the Doobie Brothers Podcast. Uh, have a good week. <laughs>